the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, and given the current circumstances in the election, we really mean it. It is a thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio. My name is Don Dix. I'm the leader of the Corona chapter of Act for America. My co-host, Greg Britton, is the leader of uh, and on the cabinet of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. And we are Unite IE Radio. A lot of attention on a very important race this week, of course, the presidential race. But in California, one of the things we need to focus on are some of the other issues and some of the other candidates in the down races and, uh, you know, with the propositions and uh, local elections that are even more important to us in our community. Communities because those are going to have a direct impact on the fiscal responsibility of cities and counties. Your property rights, whether they're stack and pack housing, whether we further the sustainability agenda right. 21 agenda in your local communities and counties. Absolutely. And when there's a story out there about someone just like us that had had enough and decided to get involved and run for political office, that's a story that we need to talk about because... Right now on the phone, we have such a person. Her name is Shelly Milne. She is running for the 3rd District of the Riverside County uh, Board of Supervisors. And I want to welcome Shelly to the show. Shelly, thank you for joining us, and thank you for everything that you're uh, trying to do to reinstitute fiscal sanity into local government. Thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you, too, so thank you. Well, tell us about your background. Introduce yourself to uh, to our audience. Well, I started out, I'm a mother of six. My husband and I had a family farm down in the San Diego area. He started a dirt work and excavation company. And we were working happily along. Everything was going great. And then a couple of things happened. The... The county government down in San Diego became very hostile towards our farming because, in their words, kid you not, we don't make money off your agriculture, was their mantra because they wanted us to develop the property, which we did not want to do. Hmm. Then the second thing that came along was a um, AB32. Mm-hmm. As you know, and with dirt work and excavation, which is dump trucks and excavators and bobcats and all kinds of other things that the environmentalists think are evil and horrible, uh, that came along and we realized how incredibly hostile it was for our work environment and for our employees and for our equipment and for the life of us actually being able to, able to go on with our business. So between the land 
issues and the overregulation of our industry, I decided to take time off from being in the day-to-day operations of everything and, mm-hmm. and start really looking at what's going on politically, because that's really where it's at. So we did that, and I started reading and reading a lot. And I can tell you, I wasn't really all that politically minded at all. I right. mean, kind of just voted in some elections, whatever. And the further I got into it, absolutely, the more horrified I became at how absolutely overreaching and hostile our government was towards like so many others of us that jump down these rabbit holes mine happens to be national security other people might be gun rights or water rights or land use but it seems like no matter what rabbit hole you go down at the somewhere along the line you find a government that's out of control you find ideologies that are antithetical to a constitutional republic and so what you're telling us is that those are the kinds of things that you found when you jumped down your rabbit hole about the things that were affecting your life with government and your ability to earn a living absolutely so we started we moved up here to the inland empire um actually into the third district of what where i'm running and i began to really look at not what was the effects of everything, because we could see the effects of everything. Poor legislation, elected officials that didn't really know why they were passing things or what the root cause of it was. So I got really into the basis of what what were the problems. How and you, instead of, yeah, go, go ahead. How did you make the transition from now concerned citizen who realizes things are seriously amiss into politics? The It was the Tea Party. Absolutely. And looking at that, and then I realized once getting into the Tea Party and finding like-minded folks, then I realized that just standing on the corner and complaining about it, waving a sign, did well for a while. But then we needed to turn that energy into just, instead of just complaining, into action. And at that point, I... Yeah, so at that point, I started passing different legislation. I did e-verify in every city. I did uh, um, limiting city council compensations. I did term limits for city councils. I took away benefits for city council because if you're going to provide a public service, it's a service. It's it's not your full-time job. So... Anyway, we, we, got, we got into doing that. We were very successful in doing that. Some people took notice of what I was doing, that I could push the ball forward, and I was effective at, at pushing the ball forward, and I was asked to run for Hemet City Council. Did you, do those things, did you do those things by local initiative, or did you motivate your, and organize your fellow citizens to uh, induce pressure, cajole your elected representatives into doing those things? When we did E-Verify, the very first city that I went to uh, was Menifee because I knew that they would, they, they thought like we did. They were very, they were very much border security. They were very much rule of law. They, they understood how important it was for Americans to have American jobs. And so it was, it was a very simple ask. There was no coercing or cajoling or anything else. Uh, and every city we went thereafter we we understood it and and they put it on they put it on their city council and passed it with no problem. The biggest problem that we had was actually in my city of Hemet 
because the San Bernardino Archdiocese came down, and of course, you know, we didn't love anybody and we hated everybody because we were trying to protect American jobs. Gotcha. But even at that point, that city council didn't need a lot of cajoling. They just needed some support. I find sometimes a lot of times your elected officials want to do the right thing, and we can talk to, about this later as me on the city council. When you're when you're putting forth a constitutional American ideology. And you're the only voice up there. And I know for myself, a lot of people go, oh, you'll do it. You're great. Go ahead and do that. And nobody comes out to support you. Mm. So you finally get these elected officials go, why even bother? Why do I bother getting screamed at by the opposition whenever those who appreciate, say they appreciate what I'm doing don't come out to appreciate what I'm doing? And so I think those elected officials, when we went in for a lot of these different initiatives, appreciated it. Now, in some instances where I cut their pay and cut their benefits, I wasn't, I wasn't appreciated. No, that wasn't as popular for some reason. No, you yeah. know, and everybody goes, why don't, why, why don't people endorse you or something? I go, well, I cut their pay and I cut their benefits. Uh, that wasn't really popular. Right. Uh, but was that, was that something as us as the taxpayers? Because they were never going to put that on the ballot. Right. I mean, good grief almighty. I have, so I have, that's something that we had to do. I have one question on, the, on this line of, of thing. How many people did you have working with you to accomplish these things? That's an interesting question. When we had, we had a very small core group. And as we all know with activist groups, there's a, there's a small to keep the ball rolling. And then you have the people that are in and out of it at all times. You know, whenever it, it, it lights their fancy. So it was quite a few. It depended on what city. Like when we passed E-Verify, I always went and made sure it was people in that community. I was just giving them the tools to work with mm-hmm. and providing, providing like saying, okay, here's all the legislation. Here's why it should pass. Here's the other cities who have passed it. And giving them a game plan. We would go and support those citizens in that city. So, you know, it, 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 it's a lot of people, but as we all know, I mean, even as parents in classrooms, you have the, the two or three parents in every classroom that do everything. Right. As far as the ground infrastructure. 80-20 rule. So we, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I mean, even that. So, so we have that now, and so we're thankful for any help that we can get. And so, and because I did the Menifee Tea Party, the Murrieta Tea Party, and the Hennett Tea Party, uh, it was really, I had different people in each group and everything else. And then there were other, as, as I'm sure you know, in Redlands, gosh, you guys had a lot of tea parties too for one city, because there's so much to focus on. Yep. Different groups focus on different issues, and that's fine. And I don't know why everybody had to fight and do whatever. It's like, you go over there and do that, and you go over there and do that, but make sure that you're not interfering with each other's work. We are talking to Shelly Milne. She is running for the position of county supervisor in the third district of Riverside County. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Shelly about why, even if you're not in the third district, getting someone like Shelly into a position where she can advocate for these principles is important. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Shelley Milne after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Reno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. 
Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Program. We are in, you know, the heated territory of the November eighth election, the all important presidential cycle. And more than more than just a presidential election comes up on November eighth. We've got propositions on the ballot. We've got down races in city council and county supervisor and uh, state positions that are critical, and even a few congressional districts that are in play for conservatives. But right now, we're talking to Shelley Milne. She is a candidate for the third district of the county of Riverside for the Board of Supervisors. We talked to her a little bit about what uh, got her into politics and, and why she's here. And now let's explore a little bit about what's going on with the county and why should people who are, let's start off with this, why should people who aren't even in the 3rd District be concerned about getting someone with your worldview, a constitutional, republic, uh, conservative, limited government uh, worldview onto the County Board of Supervisors. Why is that important? Well, first off, the person that I'm running against was appointed by Governor Jerry Brown, and he's a Democrat. And if we, had a, stu- if we had a studio audience right now, they would be all going, boo! Boo! All right. Yeah, especially after the felon thing. So anyway, there's that. The 3rd District is the most conservative district in all of Riverside County, and Riverside arguably is the most conservative county in all of the state of California. So to have a Democrat that was appointed by Jerry Brown is not representative of the values and the ideology of the 3rd District. Okay. That's number one. Number two, this is a very pivotal time. The, The county is over $100 million in debt every year. There hasn't been fiscal restraint. I have the battle scars against the public employee unions to actually go up against and know that I can successfully bargain in those units for for the taxpayer, not make excuses for the government. So even if, let's say you're not in the third district, if you have fire from the county, if you get sheriff from the county, if you get all these other services go in and affect your way of life. Also, if you have your own police and fire departments, I can tell you right now, because we have our own in Hemet, they look to the county and say, well, they get paid this much. We want to get paid that much. Mm. It's a me too kind of thing. So it does, you have to have a fiscal responsibility. On the board right now, you have Kevin Jeffries, who is a staunch fiscal conservative. Both he and I have the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association endorsement. And Howard Jarvis on a local level rarely endorses. There are only eight local races that they've endorsed in, and Kevin and I are two of those eight statewide. So that really tells you, you know, how what trouble California's in. Right. So now with the district, 
So you could have Kevin and myself. There's another. There's more seats coming up in 2018. So if you allow a Jerry Brown Democrat to stay in that seat, and now we know Cavalloni's district has gone blue. We know that, you know, Marion Ashley is going. And so here we go. And what is that ideology that they are representing? What have they done for you? Where's the fiscal conservatism come from? Where's the priority? We're spending all kinds of money on things instead of spending it on law enforcement, and they're cutting the law enforcement budget. For gotcha. what reason? So it's, it's really a pivotal role. So if you care about your community, you have to care about all of the seats. Well, sure, and yours, 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 and Jeffrey's are the ones that are up for election this term. So there's where the people of Riverside County, or even outside Riverside County, can make a difference and put in something, someone more fiscally conservative, and perhaps you'd like to address who, someone who's going to protect your property rights. Right, and Kevin's already won his primary. He got fifty plus one percent of the vote. You know, he he made it through his primary, so he doesn't have to run in the general. So that's why this race is so. Is, is so pivotal. Mm-hmm. So either Kevin's going to remain the sole voice of fiscal sanity, because you see he's, you know, it's a 4-1 vote many, many, many times, or he's going to, the voice is going to become louder. You know, property rights are really an under, uh, too many people are just not aware of how property rights are being dismantled um, all across the state. And in Riverside County, uh, there was just a situation where a a church, the Calvary Chapel of uh, Marietta, was trying to develop their property. And 120 acres, they found out that three-quarters of it lie in what's called a wildlife corridor. And it was uh, rendered undevelopable. But they never knew it until they went to file the plan. Um, you know, speak to the general, uh, you know, concern that anybody that owns property needs to be concerned about the government overreach and how the county, uh, you know, has, has done that. Government in general has has done it, and the county specifically with things like the RCA, the RCHCA, you know. Uh, what, are those, what, are, what are those? What What does RCA so mean? You, you, you have the Riverside Conservation Agency, so so... When you go in, and let's say the Stevens kangaroo rat, right? Mm-hmm. They have got the they they went in and they gave the rat the rights over people's property. Those dirty rats! Have, I know those dirty rats. And so, anyway, even though they're supposed to be delisted, we we've seen things where they've said, "Okay, we have enough of these rats. We're, we're okay. We've come out of the woods on this." and I'm still baffled about why we care, but that's okay. That's a whole other issue. We lost that fight in the late 60s and early 70s. But even more so, these agencies that come in, it's a new form of blighting. It's a new form of eminent domain because they figured out the words eminent domain don't really appeal to the people and that we figured out what that is, which is a government overtake. So now they'll come in and blight and they devalue people's property to such an extent that they, they render, render it worthless, and even if they want to sell it, then you say, well, you can't use it, and you can't walk on it, and you can't build on it, and you can't do anything that you want to on it. So wow. what, what, at what point do we stand up and just say enough is enough? I know we had some issues in Hemet where they took one of our main corridors and had it under this 
plan and said you can't do anything. Well, you know what? We got everybody in the room. We got our congressman. We got the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. We got California Fish and Game. Because what happens is they all sit around the table and they point fingers at each other and it's always somebody else's fault. Well, we got them all in and then we came to a we came to an agreement and unfortunately we lost the fight. There are acreages that we have to give up. But at what point do we do that and can you do it in a way that makes sense and for other people that I said, you know, go up the mountainside, do something else and guess what? The government is willing to wheel and deal and not do you know such massive harm to people it's still not it's still not perfect Shelly we need to take California we need to take a break right here but I want to let folks know that if uh, Shelly is somebody that you want to help get into office she has a website you can go make a contribution to her it's Shelly Milne with an E S-H-E-L-L-I-E-M-I-L-N-E dot org and we're going to be back with some final thoughts with Shelly Milne after a break from our sponsor for this half hour Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation Ed is a great patriot and the place to go for your real estate lending needs, residential and commercial. More with Shelley Milne after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you for buying, refinancing, or reverse mortgages, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to my website, www.wccloans.com. AM 590, the answer. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are pleased to have Shelly Milne, a candidate for 3rd District Supervisor in Riverside County with us today. And we have just a little bit of time in this segment. Shelly, why should people vote for you and support your candidacy? Right now in our country, it is very important that we get Republicans elected to office. The primary was the time for the fighting on which Republican we wanted. And I came through the primary, so here we are. And it's important, yes, I'm conservative, limited government, fiscal responsibility, free markets, the Second Amendment, and private property rights are my key principles that guide all my votes. But even still, with the conservative vote, I have the county GOP party. I've been endorsed by the Lincoln Club, by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Well, that's a good Marietta. one. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, the Republican Assembly, Duncan Hunter, Ken Calvert, Melissa Melendez, Sean Steele from the National Party. Tim Donnelly. So this is a ton- Tim Don- oh, of course, Tim Donnelly. Hello. Um, and so we, we, go, we go all the way down the line of all these Republican leaders and these, you know, some establishment Republicans, many um, conservative Republicans. And, but we realize that it's important that 
we absolutely get a Jerry Brown appointee out of that seat and have a Republican that stays true to the Republican platform and uses Republican principles to guide legislative decisions. And that's the biggest reason that we need to do it, because if not, this seat will go to the Democrats, and the Democrats will work twice as hard for every other Republican candidate on that board to become a Democrat. Kind of like what they've done in Sacramento. Shelly, I can't exactly. thank you enough for standing up for the basic, for the fundamental principles that we hold dear as a constitutional republic. Once again, your website is Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-I-E, Milne, M-I-L-N-E, with an E. I keep wanting to say Milne, but dot org. And you can uh, you go to her website, learn more about what she stands for, learn, uh, find ways that you can contribute and help her. And again, even if you're not in this district, it's important that we get people like Shelley elected to these positions so that they can you know, carry these principles forward. Who will stand up for the taxpayers, not necessarily the government employee unions. Thanks so much, Shelley. Thank you. We will be back with more about what you can do to help get involved in the November 8th election to make sure our polling places run ethically and properly. We'll be back with the Election Integrity Project after this word and break from our sponsors. Join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. My name is Don Dix. I'm the chapter leader for the Corona chapter of Act for America. And as always, my co-host, Greg Britton, is with me. Greg? For the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Unite IE is a coalition of more than 20 conservative groups in the Inland Empire, Republicans, Tea Party, Act chapters, and others turning isolated pockets of resistance into a united front. You know, there's an isolated pocket I'm very concerned about right now, Greg. And what's that? At election time, we always hear the stories about the possibility of polling places that engage in nefarious activities that are uh, the, that are treated to uh, the, the assault of fraudulent activities. Uh, and, you know, it's very important for us to keep our polling places safe and secure so that it reflects the will of the people. And we always hear the stories, you know, they come out of other parts of the country, possibly, or even here in California about how some of these polling places Actually, um, not because of the people who necessarily work there, but there are people that go in and try to commit election fraud at some of these polling places. And there are rules that are supposed to be followed that not everybody's aware of. Right. And oftentimes the the workers are not very well trained. They're not necessarily knowledgeable on the rules. So it may not necessarily be a nefarious intent, but oftentimes, lax as they are, the California election laws are not carried out, which is why... We're so pleased to see uh, our guest in this half hour, Cheryl Benton, has stepped up to lead the Election Integrity Project in the Inland Empire to try to make sure that those election laws and rules are carried out. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Don, for having me. It's always great to have you in studio, to have you uh, share what you're doing, because you're one of the folks that gets off the couch, gets involved. And right now, because it's election season, you have have chosen to uh, get involved with the Election Integrity Project. And I think one of the things I just want to remind folks of how important this is, you know, one of the people that sort of led this election integrity charge was Catherine Engelbrecht. 
She started a, a group out of Texas called True the Vote, and okay. she also wanted to start a Tea Party. And to do that, she went to uh, establish two nonprofits to do both of them. This was back in I think like two thousand nine or ten. And what she was at the leading edge of this administration's effort to silence the conservative movement in this country. And she found herself... Her business was visited by yes. every every letter of the alphabet of federal agency. Yeah. And when they had never had any problems The IRS, before. the FBI, the ATF, OSHA, uh, and a couple of others I forget now. And she testified before Congress about what these organizations in this administration put her through, put her family through, the, the, the ringer. And she'd never had any problem with any of these organizations until she filed that nonprofit paperwork. And I bring that story up for one specific purpose, to let you know, our audience know, how important it is to maintain the integrity of our polling places and how literally this administration works to do exactly the opposite. Here you have a citizen that stood up to try to make sure that our polling places were safe, reflected the will of the people, and Cheryl Engelbrecht, she ended up being uh, subjected to intense scrutiny by these organizations. We have in California an organization called the Election Integrity Project. That's correct. And you have some information you're going to share with us about you know, what the organization is, how people get involved, why it's important for people to get involved. But tell us a little bit about the mission statement. Who is the Election Integrity Project? All right, I can do that for you. The Election Integrity Project here in California actually was founded back in 2010. And the mission for Election Integrity is to preserve a government of, by, and for the people. As a nonpartisan organization, the Election Integrity Project empowers citizen volunteers through education and training to participate actively in protecting our freedoms and way of life. Their vigilance ensures the integrity of that part of our republic through which citizens exercise our most fundamental right, the right to choose our representatives by fair and honest elections. Nonpartisan, very important because your organization does, in fact, uh, seek the assistance of people no matter what their political That's orientation correct. is because ultimately the people that are trying to affect elections by impacting polling places, um, they don't necessarily come from one party or another we'd like to i mean obviously well, it's, we about accuse, 90, it's about 99 point right to we one. like to accuse the left of that but the bottom line is there i'm sure the bulk of the folks that are on the other side of the aisle want a safe Everyone secure does. and yes. proper election as every well every candidate wants to make sure that the votes are cast and counted correctly right well i'm not sure that the, i'm not sure that every that every candidate wants that at all well and that's and, and, and hence the need for your organization that's true and how the organization works is by going out and getting volunteers through the citizenry. And things have changed here within this last year. I started with Election Integrity back in 2012, and I've been teaching Election Integrity two classes personally mm -hmm. for the last, since 2012. But this year, because it's so difficult and we have such large counties, I'm going to be working with San Bernardino and Riverside County now, we have got everything now online. So the citizens themselves can go to... The election integrity project.com and they can log on they can read everything about election integrity there on the website then if they want to proceed if they want to be what we call a poll observer 
everyone kind of gets things confused. We have poll workers who are trained by the county and paid by the county. They're the people that are working the polls when the voters go in to vote. But what we do, we train and we are what we call poll observers. Every citizen has the right to watch the total voting and vote counting process. So we train people to intelligently go in and be able to observe that process, whether they want to be in the polls and watch that voting process happen there, Mm -hmm. or maybe they want to go to the Registrar Voters Office and they want to watch the process of all the vote-by-mail ballots being counted, provisional ballots being counted. So we need people in both those um, areas or those arenas to help us out to make sure that not only are the votes cast correctly at the polls, but then also that they're counted correctly at the Registrar of Voters' Office. And your training will show them not only here's what the rules are Correct. And, and what the election laws are, Correct. but also how they should conduct themselves at the polling place of how they, they're not supposed to interfere with the voter, but they see a problem, how to address that problem with the supervisor at the poll. And saying, excuse me, have you seen this? And the, the law says this, but you're, the person at the desk is not doing what the law says and try to uh, nip the problem right there in the bud before it continues for the rest of the day. Yes. And you're going to be sending people out in teams of two. So they're not going to be out there by themselves. You'll be sending people out in teams of two to monitor various polling places. Exactly. And the training process, you have to sign up on their website. Correct. And then there's a series of training videos that have been prepared for them to listen to. And then there'll be a follow-up training after that. There are on the website, it's eight individual videos or training sessions. They range in length of time from 10 to about 18 minutes. So the entire training process, which is also very nice now online, we can get the individual through the training process in about two hours, maybe even a little less, where when we were doing it in person, it was taking us more time than that. So this has really, really simplified the training procedure for the individuals. It's on that election integrity website. Once they log in or create an account, and once they start their training, it is all monitored by election integrity. So they're keeping track of the training for each volunteer individual, and then they will be letting me know when that volunteer individual has finished their eight sessions of training. And then from there, I will be working with them within each county and getting them assigned to polls and answering questions and getting information and materials to them. And it's not necessarily the poll where they vote at. It would be a poll that's designated as a possible high-risk poll, Correct. possibly. Correct. No, that it, right now, that's our intention, working with the Registrar of Voters or even with our candidates' offices. Any polls or areas that have seen some questionable activities, maybe in other elections. We'll try to concentrate on those. And we do work with each volunteer individual, making sure that they're comfortable with the polls they're going to, how far away they want to go, if they want to go to multiple polls, if they only have a couple hours to work a day, if they want to devote the whole day. It's up to them. This is awesome. And we're going to uh, take a break right now. We're going to come back with Cheryl Benton, who is the uh, also the president of the San Gregorio Pass Republican Women Federated, has chosen to uh, help out 
and get involved with the Election Integrity Project. We're going to tell you where you can go and how you can get involved in this very important aspect of our electoral process. Take a break right now and hear from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. More with Election Integrity and Cheryl Benton after this message. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Beyond the This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, and that is the essence of what we're trying to do with the Election Integrity Project and Cheryl Benton is that somebody, if somebody's there watching what's happening, monitoring and making sure that the rules are being followed, it's much more likely the rules are going to get followed than if no one is doing so. That's correct. Someone always works more diligently and pays more attention if someone's watching. So now the Election Integrity Project has a website. It's called the electionintegrityproject.com, all spelled out. And if you want to sign up, we hope you do. Hope you get involved. I've done this uh, for two years. Um, probably going to end up doing it again this year. What you can do, what you do is you go to the electionintegrityproject.com website, uh, click on states. There's a menu up at the top. Click on states. Click on California. And that takes you right to uh, the, the entire platform where you can uh, take your classes. You can sign up. A uh, ton of information there as well. Uh, a whole blog about the uh, you know articles that have uh, uh, you guys have written. But there's just a tremendous amount there. You just go there and sign up. And if there is a if you have a problem or a question anywhere through the process, at the top of the page, there's a place you can email them. Uh, it just says contact us. Well, contact CA team. Right, contact CA team, and you can send an email, and then someone will get back to you because you'll sign up as a volunteer. And then you'll uh, then you'll have to sign the registration agreement as a volunteer, and you'll have to take it. They'll give you a little quiz to before, see what you know before you take the mm-hmm. training, and then it'll cost, cost twenty dollars to go through the training, and then you get to these eight great eight training videos. So if you have a problem with that, you can go to contact CA team, and uh, someone will help you work through that. And again, this is Election Integrity Project dot com. It is just so vital that somebody be watching the process. 
Yes, and we're encouraging as many citizens. So many people want to do something. They want to be involved. This is a very, very easy way for people to spend a few hours. The training doesn't take long. We're going to be there with them the entire time. They will have manuals and workbooks and things to download that they can have so they have something with them if they need to refer to anything. And you're sending people in teams of two. That's right, yes, in teams, so they'll all be going out. And we have a lot or a, a large number of poll observer that poll observers that we have trained since 2012. So I want to really reach out to all of those who have worked with us before. And just because we are doing this in a little bit different format, not having one-on-one training, I want to encourage them to go ahead, go to the Election Integrity Project website, redo the training to refresh their memories, and come back and join us and encourage all their friends to do that. Sure, and by the time of Election Day, all of your campaign activities, or any canvassing, making phone calls, all of that is now done. Correct. So now you have Election Day free. You may as well complete you the process. Be, you, this, you want to be out there watching, and it really, you can turn this into a day that is really quite enjoyable. And for those that feel comfortable with it, they can go to more than one poll. They don't have to be just at the poll closest to their house. They might want to check six or seven polls. If they go, they observe, they see a poll is being run efficiently. There's not any reason to really question what is the supervisor seems to have everything under control. They can say, good job, guys. And they can go and check out another poll. So they can go to a number of different polls during the day. They don't have to stay at just one. And as I recall from the work that Linda Payne, who had, who is, uh, the, is, is Linda still the president? Linda's our founder. And yes, Linda okay. is still. So, um, she had provided reports to us in the past showing, you know, the compilation, the, the, yes. the work in total of what happened. In fact, it's worth noting that the, supporting the Election Integrity Project is very important because they were successful in, in getting rid of how many thousands of dead people off the poll, off the voter rolls in Los Angeles County? Yes. Wait a minute. Dead people have a right to vote, too. Well, that's, don't discriminate against dead people. Well, there is the uh, there is the great joke about how um, you know Dad was a re- voted Republican every day up until his death, and ever since he's voted Democrat. Mm-hmm. Well, that is one of the one of the functions of election integrity. Also, is that they do work in in conjunction with the registrar voters and cleaning up all the voting rolls. Mm-hmm. And because each county within the state is different, there's not one large database. So each county is independent. So we work within each county. We work with that registrar of voters and we create a relationship with them so that we have seen actual changes between primaries where we noted certain aspects of what was um, like the machines or certain activities the workers were doing that could have been improved. And working with the Registrar of Voters, he made that improvement between the primary and the election. So that's one reason I've stayed involved is because so many people feel that they cannot make a difference or that their vote doesn't count. And I'm here to tell them that, yes, it does make a difference. And elections have been won by a small account as two. Such a great point because, you know, we have we have, we had elections here uh, in the primary that swung on just, uh, you know, a couple of dozen couple votes. Hundred. Yes. And uh, in some cases, a couple of hundred. So, you know, making sure that these votes are accurate, making sure that the tabulations are accurate, making sure that there's no funny business at the polls. Very, very important because, as you, you know, as we've seen, uh, some of these important races can swing on very few votes. That's absolutely true. All right. 
As their motto goes, every vo- every lawfully cast vote accurately counted. That's true. That's a beautiful motto. And it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, Cheryl. Thank you so much for spending a, a little bit of your time to share a very important and critical way that people can get involved to make sure that our election process has the integrity that's so important for a functioning rep- constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic. Republic. So thank you very thank much you. for what you're thank doing. You for Thanks for coming me. in to the United IE Radio program. And we'll be back with some final thoughts after this break from our sponsor. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. He owns the Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We had a week full, stuffed full of news, obviously starting off with the big presidential debate on Monday night. What, as an ardent Trump fan, Greg, disappointed or were you uh, cheering in your seats? There was a lot. We were in a group, and there was there was a lot of cheering for what was going on for 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 Trump during the debate. There were places where you go, Donald, just say this, and it's, right. it's, it's a lot easier when you're sitting out here in in the audience to think of, oh yeah, here's what you should say in response to that. I'm thinking the earpiece wasn't working. Yeah. His earpiece. Yeah. What happened? Well, Hillary, I guess Hillary's was. <laughs> or, I mean, and you know, there, there was just an article I read the uh, Thursday morning in, on Fox and Hounds. This guy Tony Quinn was writing that how how he was how impressed he was with uh, Hillary, and she had memorized her canned sound bites. And I, I, I commented on the article. I said, "Well, I'm not sure people want this year rehearsed canned sound bites from their from their from their candidate." Right. Yeah, well, it was definitely a clear distinction between Hillary's delivery and Donald's delivery. Donald is his, you know, his sort of uh, um, seat, not seat of the pants, but off the cuff. You know, it wasn't, you know, like he had rehearsed pat answers. And yet, clearly, it sounded like she had. Oh, so, yeah. She had memorized, uh, focus grouped, uh, poll data. And this is these are the words that... She thought we're, we're going to be best. Her handlers thought we're going to be best. I thought from the get-go, right out of the shoot, the first 20, 30 minutes, Donald Trump was doing a yeoman's job of uh, answering you know, Hillary Clinton's uh, you know, positions, uh, talking well about his own. And then the tide shifted after about you know, the first 30 minutes. I really felt like uh, you know, Hillary Clinton was getting under his skin. He, felt he, he became a little bit too defensive. He didn't pivot. 
you know, and when she would attack him, he would spend two or three minutes, uh, you know, defending himself, whether it was, you know, this uh, uh, issue that came up with the USA, Miss USA contestant or, you know, his business or uh, treating women, you know, any of those. He just he spent way too much time, his, you know, his view on the Iraq war. And, you know, it's like pivot to like, you know, Hillary Clinton, you voted for the Iraq war for Pete's sake. Right. I think there were opportunities that he could have done better. But I thought that his um, particularly it was really became a two on one debate. Yes, Lester Holt oh, absolutely. was, was picking, I mean, of all the issues of the faith, no immigration and Obamacare and the economy and the jihad on the march and terrorism on the march. And we're going to spend, well, what was your position on Obama's birth certificate? Right, exactly. Another issue he brought up. In fact, uh, he brought up, it's, it's, it's now been counted, 15 separate questions specific to Donald Trump and his past and only two uh, to Hillary Clinton's past. So, you know, definitely a disparity there. Definitely a disparity when it came to fact-checking. You know, Lester Holt was more aggressive with Donald Trump. In fact, fact-checked him wrong right. uh, on the uh, fr- stop and frisk issue. I thought some of Donald's best moments is when he fact-checked Lester Holt. Right. Yeah, only he's, he's having to fact-check two people because Hillary, both Hillary and Lester Holt are going, no, it was unconstitutional. And in point of fact, it it was not ruled constitutional, unconstitutional. Constitutional. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah, when you're when you're debating two people like that, I mean, I thought and I thought going into this, Lester Holt had, you know, represented the media had represented him. He had represented himself. In fact, even the conservative media said, you know, they were favorable to Lester Holt, that he was going to be fair. And he was nothing but fa- I mean, anything but fair. No. And especially when he felt Hillary needed some help. He much more yep. in the later in the later part, he intervened. He interrupted Donald Trump forty one times and maybe six times for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he he was clearly on her side. It, it really was a two on one debate. But I, but I thought he, you know, we, we're talking about the defensive. You were talking about his uh, tax returns. Spent a little too long on his tax returns. He said, on my lawyer's advice, I'm not going to release them until the audit is over. That's my lawyer's advice. But the great ending to that was, tell you what, I'll override right. my lawyer's advice and release them as soon as we see those 33,000 deleted emails. Right. I mean, in things like that, we need we needed more of that from Donald Trump. And uh, hopefully he gets some good coaching. Uh, they, you know, they watch the game tapes and uh, he comes back for the second debate armed you know, and loaded for bear. Well, this one's going to be four on one. Hillary and two very liberal, even more so than Hester Holt, moderators. But that is all the time we have for, for Unite IE Radio this week. Thanks so much for listening. Back next week. Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.